Ah, uh, Laddie says, uh, this CSI, CSI, yeah, it's CSI, man. For sure it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> welcome back to the big pro- program. Uh, time now for the pigskin report. Uh, brought to you by Mr. Lube. Stop in now for an oil change. No appointment necessary. Be winner ready at one of their nine Edmonton locations. Uh, check out Mr. Lube. Dot com as uh, we welcome in uh, Rick Stroud from the Tampa Bay Times. Uh, Rick, you're with Kevin Carius and former NHL defenseman Ladislav Schmid. Welcome to Sports 1440. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, thanks for uh, coming on. Just to tee this one up here, it's a, a big Thursday night clash, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Buffalo Bills. Uh, would you say that last week Tampa Bay maybe let one slip away, coming in with a record of 3-3, three and three, Beat Atlanta last week, could have been 4-2 and two and really set the table up here, but just kind of go back to last weekend's loss against Atlanta to uh, set up uh, tonight's tilt against Buffalo. Yeah, I think it was a missed opportunity. Um, you know, that, that game could have gotten away the other way because Atlanta ended up turning the ball over three times inside the 10-yard line, including, you know, one that rolled through the end zone for a touchback. So, you know, from that standpoint, um, you know, the problem has been scoring points. And it's not just last week, it's the last two weeks. They've scored a total of 19 points. Uh, the offense is really bogged down, particularly in the red zone. And they simply can't run the ball. I mean, this, you know, Dave Canales was brought in here from Seattle as a first-time offensive coordinator to improve the league's worst rushing game. And now they have the league's worst rushing game. So um, they're going to find a way to do it another way, uh, throw the ball maybe quickly uh, uh, and, and uh, on first down and things like this. But um, this is an offense that's really struggling just to score touchdowns. Is that on Rashad White mostly, or is it on the line? I know he's getting a lot of touches in the reception game, but where, where's the blame lie here? Yeah, well, the constant has been Rashad since about the middle of last season when he took over the starting role uh, from Leonard Fournette, and he had one 100-yard game in uh, against Seattle in Germany, and that's been the only time he's gone over 100 yards. And, um, you know, he uh, has not really – taken that opportunity and and done very much with it now i will say you know uh, at times uh, he you know is not running well is not running hard um i thought he did a better job last week of of hitting it up in there a little full speed um but really they you know the offensive line is is sort of shuffled a little bit this year and i think that they take turns um kind of making mistakes and getting beat and uh the other part of the run game of course is the tight ends and Kate Otten and Coke Keith and those guys have not been very good blockers. Um, so, you know, it's a new scheme. You expected some growing pains. It's a, a, you know, outside zone scheme where the running back has to be comfortable putting his foot in the ground and getting up field. And so far it's, it's uh, really not, not paid off. Um, hi, Rick, uh, Lottie here. Um, I just wanted to ask yeah. about uh, Baker Mayfield. How has he been, you know, there was, You know, when he first got into the league, there were high hopes for him. You know, in Cleveland, now he's uh, with you guys. Uh, you know, how has he been in, in Tampa? Well, I, I mean, I think he's been really good. Uh, you know, they got off to a fast start. They were three and one, and I think in large part because of how well Baker played. Um, you know, he's really embraced this opportunity. This is his fourth team in the last 15 months. Uh, he's been through some stuff, and he, and, but he's also achieved a lot, right? He's a, guy that walked on at Texas Tech, walked on at Oklahoma, won the Heisman Trophy, got him in the national championship semifinals, and, and you know, then went to a team that was 1-31, um, had like four or five head coaches, a bunch of offensive coordinators. So he's been through stuff. He's matured along the way. And um, I think he's handled this situation beautifully. Uh, you know, it's a team that's sort of 
transitioning from the Super Bowl years. They still got some really good players and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and a fairly, you know, good defense. And um, they still feel like they have enough to win the NFC South. But the last couple of weeks, I think, have not been Baker's best games, especially two weeks ago. And, um, you know, and he knows that. But, uh, you know, this team's sticking together. He's been a great leader. Teammates love him. And uh, I, I think, you know, that, that story is, has yet to be written, whether or not he can turn this into a full-time opportunity or will he be viewed for the rest of his career as a guy that, you know, like a Jameis Winston mm-hmm. um, or some of those guys that have to go to the backup role? We're speaking with Rick Stroud from the Tampa Bay Times. Uh, Baker Mayfield's number one target is uh, Mike Evans. How would you assess what Mike Evans has done and performed this year so far? Yeah, well, Mike's one of the you know most consistent players in the NFL, and and you know everybody talks about a lot of other receivers, including Stephon Diggs, and rightfully so. Um, but he's been one of the best receivers in the game of football for about, you know, going on 10 years now. And, you know, nine straight 1,000-yard seasons. You know, he had a little bit of an injury, hamstring injury, after the first half in New Orleans. He's battled back from that, had a 40-yard touchdown last week. And he's going to get, you know, double teamed, you know, tonight because he's their number one receiver. And so he has to constantly uh, beat double coverage. And, you know, they're going to try to run the offense through him through Chris Godwin, but, uh, you know, the, the thing about Mike is, uh, unbelievably, like this is the last year under his contract. He wanted a new deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bucks weren't – didn't feel like they were in a position to give that to him with all the salary cap situations and his age. And so he's sort of playing for a contract, and he's very motivated, as he always is. And if they win the game tonight, he's going to play a big role in it. There's no doubt. We're speaking with uh, Rick Stroud from the Tampa Bay Times. Lad, he's got one for you, Rick. Yeah. Uh, he can he can break uh, Jerry Rice's record, right? Is is it true yeah. for most consecutive uh, thousand yards? Thousand yard seasons? Yeah, yeah. It would be he's cool. Got a shot would, at it. Yeah, it yeah, would be he's awesome got to a see. Shot at it. I think he's got to do one or two more. But uh, yeah, you know, Jerry didn't do it to start his career, but mm-hmm. did do it after his first year. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, when you're talking about things like Mike has, you know, the most consecutive thousand yard seasons to start his career, which is nine in a row Mm -hmm. that have never been done in the national football Mm -hmm. league. Then you're a pretty special player. And and that's just how consistent Mike has been. Uh, Where does he fit in? I mean, he's 30 years old. I mean, do they have the the cap space? Do they have what they believe that he's a, a fit with this team moving forward with a longer term deal? Well, you know, again, the age is a factor. I think they want to see how he gets through this season. Um, you know, he looks to be uh, in great shape. I mentioned the hamstring, which he's had trouble with in the past. But that's, you know, the, the problem is with the NFL, as it is in the NHL, as you know, um, you know, they have a hard salary cap. And they've got other players, younger players, like an Antoine Winfield Jr., maybe even Tristan Wirfs, their left tackle, that they're going to have to, you know, extend contracts to. So there's only so much you can do. It's an allocation process. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning are going through the same situation with Steven Stamkos, who's about three <laughs> years older than Mike. Yeah. So we're kind of like, we've got some iconic uh, athletes in Tampa that have won world championships that uh, may be playing their last years. But um, so they try not to think about that too much. And I still think it's possible that uh, Mike will choose, you know, to stay. I know he'd like to play his entire career with the Bucks, but, you know, guys, more and more in sports, we don't see that. You know, that's very rare. And uh, we can go down the list of iconic players from Wayne Gretzky to everybody that mm-hmm. have had to go someplace else. So 
Um, I'm not really sure what, how it'll wind up, but uh, we got a number of weeks to figure out. Just you know, I know he wants to have his best year. Yeah, for sure, no question about that. Not beyond a shadow of a doubt. Uh, Rick Stroud, uh, Tampa Bay Times, uh, joins us. Carius uh, Schmid on Sports 1440. Um, you kind of brought up hockey a little bit. So, what's the atmosphere down in Tampa right now? Uh, even just as you know, even with the Rays, the Lightning, uh, the Bucks, uh, yeah. what, what's the vibe down there right now? Well, we had it going. You know, they were calling them Tampa Bay for a while when Tom Brady showed up and mm-hmm. won a world title and the, and the Lightning went back-to-back back and the Rays went to a World Series. Um, you know, their baseball team has been consistently in the mix. They got swept, um, you know, early in a series at home by the Texas Rangers, who turned out to be pretty good because they're in the World Series. Mm-hmm. And they did that to a lot of teams on the road. Um, you know, the Lightning, It's I still say it's one of the best organizations in sport. I mean, you guys know mm-hmm. how difficult it is to stay on top in the NHL. And they have done as good a job of, you know, keeping their core as base, as much as they could, you know, with with the Victor Hedmans and Stamkos and, you know, and, and, and developing emerging stars like Braden Point and, you know, and others. Um, you know, Sergeyev. I mean, they've got good young talent, and then having to make tough decisions. You know, when you got to say goodbye to a Yanni Gord, when you got to say goodbye to some of these guys, um, Alex Kalorn, that have been, you know, just really, you know, big franchise players that have done things that no one else has done. That's difficult. But you know, right now, what's kicking their butts a little bit is they don't have a the guy. They don't have the big cat net. Yeah. You know, they don't have. Uh, that dude, but uh, I'll be honest yeah. with you, yeah. Jonas Johansson has played terrific. Mm-hmm. He had a shutout the other night. It's that's not why they're losing, uh, and they they've started to win and they're starting to come together again. So, look, they're going to be right in the mix. They always yeah. are. And uh, when they get Andre Vasilevsky back in a couple months, I think that'll be interesting. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. You know, he he's kind of like that calm presence in, in the net, and then you know. The, the the goalie there is playing well, but Vasilevsky is Vasilevsky. He's one of the best in the league, and the team knows sure. it too. Um, I I always love watching uh, <clears throat> Tampa Bay play. You know, I I think John Cooper coming into the NHL kind of they changed the hockey a little bit. You know, they play a little, a little different bit, yeah. different system, and I respect that, and I I love love watching them. We don't talk about them enough but that team you have to count that team in every single season because they're winners they know how to win they know what it takes and uh, you know I, I love watching them and you know uh, one of my favorite <laughs> players to watch Victor Hedman yes. nobody really talks about that guy but yeah. he is so I good know. all around and yeah it's they're 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 always fun fun to watch and like I said I, I think they're gonna be right in the mix yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with you. And, and, you know, John Cooper is already, I think, a Hall of Fame coach. Mm-hmm. What he's done coming out of Syracuse, you know, as a minor league coach taking over. Um, really, guys, they, they went to three straight Stanley Cups, right? Now, how hard is that to do these days? And, um, you know, and really, you know, before that had lots of playoff success and, and, and went to a Stanley Cup against Chicago. So, you know, when you talk about consistency of an organization and, you know, they're down there in the Sun Belt, guys love to come down and play there. They can golf year round. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's a it's a different type of lifestyle. But the fans are great. They've had almost 300 sellouts in a row, and it's just been, mm-hmm. like I said, I, I, yeah. I really believe they're one of the best organizations in, in sport. 
and um, Tampa Bay's lucky to have them for yeah, sure. Yeah, you're right. You, you got a great, great uh, hockey hotbed there and yeah. sports hotbed. Pretty lucky uh, to be covering and, and watching all of that, uh, Rick. Really appreciate your time. Enjoy uh, the contest tonight between the Bills and the Bucks. Uh, should be a good one. We'll do. Thanks for having me, guys. See you. Yep. Thanks, Rick. That's Rick Stroud from the Tampa Bay Times. Uh, the Pigskin Report. Be winter ready at MrLube.com. Brought to you by MrLube.com, the Pigskin Report. Uh, kind of some uh, interesting uh, news coming out of the NHL in the last four or five minutes. And depending on who you want to say who broke it, because all these insiders between Darren Drager, Pierre Lebrun, Frank Saravalli, they all kind of bust it all at the same time. Uh, maybe Drager gets this one first, not sure. Sources say... Shane Pinto is being suspended. An NHL announcement is coming soon. Pierre Lebrun hops on that. Further to Drager, I am told via a source that the suspension to Pinto is for activities related to sports wagering. Betting. Frank Saravalli uh, ponies that and says uh, the suspension to Shane Pinto for betting-related activity, which would make it the first suspension for sports gambling in league history. Mm -hmm. Yikes. This is going to get some legs for sure. Oh, for sure. Uh, When we come back, we will check in with Kenny Albert, Rangers play-by-play man and the author of a new book, A Mike for All Seasons. Uh, That's Kenny Albert with Schmied and Carius on Sports 1440 right after the break. All right, welcome back to the big program. Coming up to 9.20 in Edmonton. We're just awaiting Kenny Albert to uh, dial in as he will uh, guest with us uh, for the next uh, couple of minutes, talk about his new book, A Mike for All Seasons. Uh, Man, this guy, basically the last guy, laddie, that's calling all four major sports. So basketball, NFL, hockey. Wow. Baseball. That's pretty impressive. I think he did... um, I can't remember what year it is, and I, I'm going to have to check this out. And I did a little bit of research. I did, I trust me, I did some. But he did four sports in five days, so four games in four different sports. How do so, you switch? <laughs> well, it's one thing we're going to ask him. Yeah. I mean, I think when you, and as a play, when by, you're good, you're good. Yes, yeah. as a play-by-play man, I, you, you think sometimes you think hockey would be the hardest because it's so fast. Mm. I think. A lot of guys go baseballs sometimes harder because there's lulls you have to fill. And then maybe if you ever watch a baseball game and you listen to the play-by-play guy or the, you know, there's a lot of times where there, we, we call it dead air. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where hockey, there's no dead air because yeah. it's just bang, 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 bang. You know, uh, football, same thing. You can run an offensive play, I don't know, seven they Six. talk a lot, though. On, they on do, the but the color guy is always very important yeah. because the play-by-play is six, seven seconds, and then they regroup, right? Yeah, yeah. So you have to kind of carry that. Uh, that's impressive. For Getting texts in uh, regarding uh, Shane Pinto. Northside Lou says, talk it wouldn't count as the first suspension for betting. Uh, he was a coach. He was, he was coach. a coach, yeah. So this Maybe is a player, yeah. Different. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was back in, that's almost, ooh, it's... <laughs> 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Text coming in to one 401 1440 um, NFL is the best. No, and You're going to love this, laddie. You are just going to hate this. I can't imagine how much you're going to hate this. 
NFL is the best. No guaranteed contracts. Not fully. Get rid of people who don't perform. Only one guaranteed contract, Deshaun Watson. But they will not make that mistake again. So meaning. No comment. No. <laughs> now here's another one for you. NHLPA with their deal with the league is probably one of the best ones. Would you say that? Like, do you, when you guys were negotiating and things like that, did you look at, okay, here's what the NFL has. And again, no guaranteed contracts, bonus, yada, yada, same NBA. You can buy a player out, Major League Baseball. Did you guys kind of say no? We need this. Is that how? How yeah. did? It, yeah, we wanted guarantee contracts. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure at some point there was on the table that they, you know, but it was non-negotiable. Yeah, um, it's tough. That's tough. I mean, when I see <sighs> those guys, and you know what? And it's the worst one, the worst league of them all, unfortunately, is the CFL, because they will buy out guys the day before they're. Um, not bio. They'll cut guys. Sorry, they'll cut a guy. Uh, tomorrow you're due twenty five thousand dollar bonus, which isn't much when you compare it to everything else in the leagues. And they cut them. They cut the guy so they don't have to pay him. Wow, that's, that's, that's beautiful, eh? Yeah, really. Jesus, that makes yeah. you want to play for the team, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but the word hopefully spreads around, though. Like that, then like the good players are like, ah, oh, steer clear. Uh, Frank Saravalli has just texted me because I texted Frank, and Frank says, nope, Rick Tockett was a leave of absence, according to Frank. Forced, forced, forced leave. Forced leave. Um, <clears throat> it's funny, in the Hockey News article that I just punched up, it just says Rick Tockett rejoins Coyotes coaching staff after gambling suspension. Uh-huh. I'll take, uh, but anyway, that, was the, that came in from Northside Lou. Um, That's a tough one, yeah. It is a tough one. Uh, that uh, text came in from Uncool Dad. We we're talking about the rodeo. OMGKK. The rodeo smell is the same as Duke's cologne. <laughs> I am dying. That comes from uh, Uncool Dad. <laughs> so you didn't like the rodeo when it came in? I, I don't really care for it. I just care for the smell. And the smell was there for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, but hey, if it brings joy to people, why not? <laughs> Okay. Poor animals. Every t- oh. <laughs> I wanted to get you going. Oh, man. I know wow. your reaction. What, are you going to be st- standing on the streets with the signs now or what? No, no, no. So you have a chance now to go to the CFR now that it's here next year. Yeah. Would you go to the CFR next year at Rogers Place with your family? It's going to be at Rogers? Yes. That's what it so means. So Rogers is going to smell like. Rogers is going to be, yeah. There was a there was an old wives' tale about that that the that Daryl Cates never wanted the the barnyard smell in the new new digs. I don't blame him. Well, wh- when is it? Uh, it'll be next November. So this year it's in Red Deer. Okay. Uh, next year. So this year it's in Red Deer. Next year it comes to Rogers Place. So maybe I'm I'm gonna take my my son. Next year, I, I'll guarantee you, you will love it. You will love it, laddie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I'll, I'll give it a shot. Okay. Laddie's going to the CFR yeah. next year. I went to Stampede once. Okay, same but thing. I, I didn't go to rodeo. I just got very intoxicated <laughs> and yeah. slept. So did you go to the chuck wagons? <laughs> no, nothing. Oh. Seriously, I just went to the bar, drank, yeah. and left the city. 
probably shade off a few years of my life. But <laughs> Stampede will do that to you, Larry. Oh, yeah. Uh, time now for our headliner of the day brought to you by Mr. Rooter. Uh, at Mr. Rooter, they only employ the finest organic grain-fed free-range plumbers. For all your plumbing needs, go to mrrooter.ca as we welcome in Kenny Albert, uh, New York Rangers play-by-play man, new author. Kenny, you are with Kevin Karius and Ladislav Schmid. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Good morning. How are you? Great. Uh, thanks for hopping on here, uh, Kenny. Before we get to, to to the book, I mean, how do you manage everything that you've been doing as far as the traveling, covering all the leagues, covering everything? Maybe it's tempered down a little bit in the last little uh, few years, a little while, but uh, how do you manage covering the four major sports that you've been doing for a bulk of your career? Well, it's uh, a bit of a jigsaw puzzle of a schedule. Uh, very fortunate to be involved in all four sports, uh, working football on Sundays with Fox and the NHL on TNT on Wednesdays and uh, Rangers Radio and, and about 15 Knicks TV games. So it's a lot of fun. It does get hectic at times. Uh, last week I was back and forth, two football games on the West Coast in Los Angeles and Seattle and a couple of hockey games at Madison Square Garden in between and a, a, a basketball game in Boston and a hockey game in Detroit. But um, never really feel like I'm going to work. It's so much fun. There's a lot of preparation, a lot of work and travel uh, that goes into it, but really nothing I would rather be doing than, than calling games and, and talking about sports with you guys. Mm-hmm. I honestly, hats off to you. That's That's crazy to me, like covering all these sports. Like I would be like, like I, I guess you, you mentioned it a lot of preparation, right? Like that's that's the key because like you go from hockey, puck on the ice, <laughs> then throw in the throw in the football and basketball. Like I, I don't know how you do it. it it's very yeah, impressive, no, I man. I appreciate it. A lot a lot of preparation and I enjoyed watching you play, called many of your games during oh, your career. Thank you. Um that's the biggest thing I learned was the preparation. You know, similar to, to athletes who go to practice every day and, and watch a lot of film and tape. Um, for a broadcaster, it's a lot of reading and watching other games and talking to players and coaches and going to press conferences. But as long as you're organized, I have a checklist that I go through before every game involving all of the elements mm-hmm. that I just talked about. So, um, you know, it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm doing, you know, any heavy labor, digging ditches or anything like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading about sports. I'm, I'm watching games. So, uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, we're with Kenny Albert on Sports 1440. As I always say, Kenny, we're not swinging hammers around here. Um, right, exactly. But we're y- just swinging microphones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you keep all your game sheets from all the years. Is that with every game you've done? And, and we mean by game sheets, your, your prep work and things uh, that you've kind of scribbled notes on and things like that. Have you kept them from every game you've done for all these years? I have about 95% of them. They're in a big file cabinet, and I go back, and if I have a team uh, from broadcasting a game, for example, this Sunday, the Green Bay Packers and Minnesota Vikings, I'll pull out the sheet from the prior game and, and reuse some of the notes because, you know, most, most play-by-play broadcasters, you do so much work in preparation, but you only use about 10% of it because you have to let the game dictate what you talk about, but you have mm-hmm. to know something about every player. So. Um, I'll go back and I'll, I'll take some notes off the off the prior sheet, and I have most of them. I'm missing some, but uh, I would say about 95 percent 
from the from the last 30 years or so are in this file cabinet. Wow, simply amazing, uh, as we're speaking with Kenny Albert on Sports uh, 1440. One thing I wanted to address with you, Kenny, the start of your career, not many people would know this, uh, but when you started calling hockey for the Baltimore Skipjacks, there was an assistant coach on the team and a player that was at the end of his hockey career uh, to not bad future NHL coaches in Barry Trotz and Joel Quinville. Do you remember I, that? Wasn't that amazing? It was a terrific time. I was uh, in the American Hockey League for two years. And Laddie, I know you played in the league in the oh, AHL. Yeah. Um, I was hired to do the radio in Baltimore. They were the Washington Capitals affiliate at the time. Mm-hmm. I was 22 years old doing the radio, and we had a young assistant coach who was 26 or 27, Barry Trotz, who's gone on to an outstanding <laughs> yeah. NHL career, obviously, winning a Stanley Cup and the third winningest coach in history. And a defenseman at the end of his career, Washington traded for Joel Quenville from Hartford, and he was sent to the Skipjacks, sent to the AHL, and he was on our team for about 40 games. So oh. uh, we had those long bus rides you know, Laddie, I know you played in Portland. We had, yeah. that was our longest trip, Baltimore to Portland, Maine. It was about 10 hours on the bus. <sighs> and we had Barry Trotz and Joel Quentinville as part of our team, and they've gone on to uh, great careers as coaches in the NHL. Must have been a, a, like a sponge with those guys around for you. Seriously. Yeah. It really was. You know, you just tried to take it all in. And we had some other terrific players on that team who, who went on to play in the NHL. We had... A couple of goalies, Byron Defoe and Oli Kolzig. Um, Keith Jones, who became my partner on television on TNT, now the president of the Flyers. He was with us for a little while. And uh, a number of other uh, terrific players. But with Barry and Joel, you know, we definitely were like sponges trying to soak it all in. That's that's incredible, man. I, I, I could listen to you for hours, probably. <laughs> the stories and, like, the, the people you meet around and, like, in all the sports. Uh, just incredible. Um, can we talk a little bit uh, about Rangers? Because we are playing them tonight. Yeah. Obviously, uh, sure. you know, very good team. Uh, you have a Czech player there, <laughs> Philip Hitil. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, what can you tell us about, about the Rangers? I, I thought last year they had, a, they had a really good team going into the playoffs. They, they made some uh, trades. You know, it didn't go their way. Their way, but what what do you think of them uh, this year? Do they have a chance? Are they one of the Stanley Cup contenders? Yeah, I really think they do. Um, terrific team. You know, I think for the next three to five years with with this core, they should certainly be a contender in the East. Um, you never know what happens. Obviously, come playoff time with matchups and mm-hmm. injuries and goaltending is such a key factor. Two years ago. It looked like they were done, down 3-1 to Pittsburgh in the first round, and they wind up going to the Eastern Conference Final, won the first two games against Tampa Bay, and then wound up losing that series. And then last year, they made those moves, bring in Kane and Tarasenko, and, and they look like uh, Stanley Cup champions the first two games against New Jersey, 5-1, 5-1, and wind up losing that series in seven games. But I think when you look at from goaltending on out, Igor Shosturkin, one of the top goalies in the league, I think they have one of the top groups of defensemen, you know, from one to six with with Adam Fox, Ryan Lindgren, Jacob Truba, Keandre Miller, Braden Schneider, and Eric Gustafson. It's such a solid group. Fox won a Norris Trophy a couple of years ago. And then they have a mixture of, you know, all-star caliber, world-class forwards. When you look at Mika Zibanejad, Chris Kreider, Artemi Panarin, Mm. and then the youngsters. Uh, You mentioned Philip Hedl. 
he had a terrific season last year. It was his best season, and he's picked up right where he left off. He has five points in the last two games. He had three points Saturday in Seattle. He had two points in Calgary on Tuesday. Um, Alexi Lafreniere, the former first overall pick, he's off to a good start with three goals in six games. So they're four and two. They've won their last two on the road. And um, again, there are a lot of good teams in the East. You know, you look at New Jersey and Carolina and Toronto and Tampa Bay, Florida, right on down the line. So once the playoffs start, it's not going to be easy. But I do think they have a terrific chance, um, you know, over this next three to five year window for sure. Well, when you look at the Rangers roster, balance is the number one word when you when you look at it uh, as we speak with uh, Kenny Albert on Sports 1440. And that's a word, Kenny, that you have to use with your life, balance. Uh, and when you kind of, I guess, uh, thought about writing this uh, book, A Mike for All Seasons, that is just coming out now, um, can you kind of just touch on why you wanted to write it and why you wanted to kind of tell your story about doing play-by-play and covering, you know, all these four sports at the same time? Sure. Um, I felt like I had a lot of stories through the years. Um, one of my favorite stories, we mentioned Barry Trotz. Back in 1992, when I was 24 years old and traveling with the Baltimore Skipjacks, um, he set up a prank, a fake arrest, <laughs> uh, when we landed in Sydney, Nova Scotia. You know, there's a lot of kidding around that goes on in locker rooms and on team buses, and I was the... Uh, the victim on that one so that that's one of my favorite stories in there so you were arrested but in in nova scotia it was a fake yeah it was a prank a fake arrest it lasted about 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> once we landed in sydney so that that story's in the book um but i also uh, there's a chapter on each sport some of the memorable games that i've worked um a chapter on travel stories a chapter on calling uh the olympics and i've been involved in in six winter olympics calling men's and women's ice hockey there's a chapter on the different analysts that I've worked with, over 200 analysts oh. in the various sports. But there's also a chapter paying it forward, uh, giving advice to young broadcasting students, high school and college students who might want to get into the business. I speak to a number of them throughout the year on Zooms and at sportscasting camps, so I thought that was an important uh, part of the book as well. So it's really a compilation of all of that um, my early life, I was born three months premature. I spent the first two months in an incubator in a hospital in New York City, so I touch on that. Um, getting into the business, getting hired by Baltimore. So uh, it was a fun project. I started it during the pandemic when we all had a lot of time, and I was home for 146 straight days. So uh, put together an outline and started writing some sample chapters and also honored uh, Wayne Gretzky and Walt Clyde Frazier uh, wrote the forwards, so it's it's so honored to have them participate. Both, uh, obviously, Wayne, the greatest hockey player of all time, and Clyde, one of the top 50 basketball players of all time. And I've worked with both of them on broadcasts, and it's kind of surreal to look at the cover and see their names on there right underneath mine. Quick one for Laddie here. I have two, but they're okay. quick questions. Okay. What is your favorite sport to call, and no, what I, is the, I, what is the most difficult one? Play so by I get play. that question, Laddie, all the time. Yeah. And I always joke that it's like asking which kid you like best <laughs> if you have four. When I was growing up, hockey was my favorite. I, I played hockey a little bit. wasn't very good. We had a club team in, in high school and college. I was a third-line winger. Um, but just always loved – my goal was to call hockey on the radio and to have that first opportunity with the Skipjacks um, and then moved on to Washington for three years and now with the Rangers since 1995 and – NBC and now TNT. So 
Um, also, you know, love them all. Football, all the games are so big. There are millions of people watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And really enjoy uh, the other sports as well. But, um, you know, hockey and football are probably the ones that I'm best known for, and, and hockey was certainly my passion growing up. Um, and uh, sorry, I rambled. Most the, dif- the most difficult question. one, the, 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 the toughest sport. The to call. toughest sport. To so call. most people that ask the question think that the answer would be hockey mm. because of the the fast pace, the yeah. changes on the fly, um, the names. Right, some of the mm. European names. You have an easy one, Larry. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, Thank but you. But to me, hockey is the easiest. It's like riding a bike. You're oh. calling the action for 60 minutes. The puck's in action the entire time. So, to me personally, hockey's the easiest. Um, basketball is similar. It's slower, but the ball's in play for 48 minutes. Football, it's the most rhythmic. It's one play, and then it's 20 or 25 seconds. It's another play, 20 or 25 seconds. Of the four, baseball, to me, is the most challenging because there's so much downtime between the pitches and between the batters, although that it's sped up with the pitch clock over the last year. Um, but I've also done some other sports, and, and they're – not as familiar to me so when i've done boxing mm-hmm. and some track and field and volleyball those are ones that i really had to learn and um study and i bought a book called volleyball for dummies <laughs> and i read, <laughs> read through that whole thing and did the same thing with track and field so you know the, the the four that i call consistently you know those are the ones that i grew up with that i'm the most familiar with this the history and the strategy etc so when you get some of those other sports, those are those are probably the most challenging. Hey, Kenny, can I squeeze one more in, or you got to up against sure. it in a uh, just okay? Appreciate that. Uh, so, besides your dad, Marv, who were some of the other uh, broadcasters and play-by-play men that you uh, kind of looked up to when you were growing up? Well, I, I did have three family members: my mm-hmm. father and my uncle, who did play-by-play. But aside from them, you know, I would say some of the top uh, national announcers. Al Michaels has always been a favorite. Uh, growing up in the New York area, I was always a big radio listener. Uh, we didn't have cable TV until I was 17, so I listened to just about every sport on the radio. Uh, in New York, Sam Rosen and Howie Rose and, and Doc Emmerich on hockey. I also, for some strange reason, and I write about this in the book, I was a Vancouver Canucks fan as a kid, so I used to uh, enjoy, I didn't get to hear him very often, but Jim Robson, the longtime ah. voice of the Canucks, uh, was a favorite of mine. and. Love Jack Michaels and Louis DeBrusque. I have to throw that plug in. <laughs> there you all those guys. Love listening to Jack and Louis. Hey, you know, Kenny, we had uh, on Tuesdays a co-host here with us is uh, Grant Fear and uh, Rod Phillips is a dear friend of mine. So we brought Rod on on Tuesday, and uh, he was talking about, you know, he's about four or five million miles that he's flown 37 or 3,700 total games or 3,600, something like that. Um, what about Rod? You know, Rod, I got to know a little bit, you know, during my broadcasting days. Didn't didn't have the opportunity to hear him very often yeah. living on the East Coast, but he's a Hall of Fame broadcaster. Always enjoyed spending time with him and uh, glad to hear that he's doing well. Well, we appreciate your time because I know you got to get to another meeting here. Thanks for uh, hopping on today with uh, Laddie and myself. We'll probably see you down at the rink here in the next couple hours. Thanks, Kenny. Thanks, guys. Thanks, really Kenny. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. That's Kenny Albert, Rangers play-by-play uh, man and a uh, new author of a book called A Mike for All Seasons. Sounds like there'll be some interesting stories. And our uh, headliner of the day for Mr. Rooter, there's a reason they call him Mr. For all your plumbing needs, go to mrrooter.ca. That'd be a good practical joke, getting arrested in Nova Scotia. <laughs> hey, get off <laughs> the plane. God. That's awesome. Like that's some uh, very trots lines that up. Just imagine the guys, you know, that are in on that joke. Yeah. You got to line that up. 
Th- that's a lot you of know, preparation. You got a lot. You got to phone the yeah. authorities. So like Trotz that. has to have an inn in Cape Breton, some friend. Maybe, yeah. dre- you know, who knows? Dresses up in a police outfit or phones a cop buddy or... That gives me so many ideas. Doesn't it? No. Oh. Yeah. I have few cop I, friends yeah. that oh. I could pull this off. Wow. We could. But I don't know on who... Oh, we got lots. There's a lot of easy targets out there, laddie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we could get the hammer, maybe. He's been quiet today, hasn't he, Duke? Finally working, probably. Yeah. Well, maybe he's playing today. Uh, when we come back, we will wrap things up with uh, Ladislav Schmid on the Kevin Carey's show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. Now, that is a good song, Duke. We haven't had that one yet. Like... Like, that is unbelievable what you're coming up with today. Finally. The Crows. Finally. Yes. Wow. Is he I chirping mean, you? So, wow. So you're I mean, wow. Wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> finally. We haven't wow. had the Crows on yet in 36 okay. shows. You have a few more hours together, guys. <laughs> well, just <laughs> one more. Right now. One more. Ah, <laughs> oh, you know, Duke, I love you, baby. Even though I give you that crack about the cologne. <laughs> <laughs> That was oh, hey, he just keeps coming at you. Wow. I mean, that's the way she goes. Uh, well, Oliver Steve, yeah, Kenny Albert's uncle, Al, called the legendary Lacusta Foreman fight from Edmonton in the early 90s. Did not know that. I'm going to mention that to uh, Kenny when we get down to the rink here. That is amazing. Uh, Foreman. So, um, George Foreman. George Foreman. So Kenny Lacusta, uh, local boxer, he fought. Muhammad Ali. I mean, he really? fought. Oh, Kenny Lacusta. So what is it, 70s, 80s? or what? Yeah, 80s. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, 80s mostly. Yeah. Um, wow. You, when so you he get, was a really good boxer. Oh, a Canadian champ. But, you know, I mean, there were some, like, Kenny Lacusta, if you check out his bio, just check him out tonight. Yeah. Still a, a wonderful man. Like, he, he does, he trains guys now, so in town. But uh, I did not know that about uh, Al Albert calling the legendary Lacusta Foreman fight from Edmonton in the early 90s. So that's He was 90. in Edmonton. Kenny was always Edmonton, yeah. So this fight was here. But so George Foreman, oh, I mean, that's, that's at the end of his career. Yeah. You know. But still. <laughs> Um, George Foreman was George Foreman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you <laughs> That's look a at each name. You look at the fight between George Foreman and Muhammad Ali. You know, Man. the Rumble in the yeah. Jungle. Yeah. You know, it's in Zaire. I, I had no idea. Well, wow. I w- that's too bad we never got to that. Well, we'll mention it with uh, with Kenny today. Huh. Uh, that's thanks uh, for that uh, from uh Oliver Steve yeah uh Kenny was on an episode of Spit and Chicklets a couple of weeks ago I think I might have checked that out I could listen to him for hours Kenny is a beauty what a career so wasn't it something about what he said about play by play right yeah Lattie, you, we were, you were bang about. on that hockey is the easiest yeah I, I had him, no idea yeah. for for him yeah. but you mentioned it like you actually said how it's gonna <laughs> play the baseball is gonna hardest because it's there's a lot of Time bit between pitches less now, but mm-hmm. the, uh, yeah, downtime, downtime, downtime. But yeah, it's uh, interesting. It makes sense now to me. So yeah, but I wouldn't think of it. Here's another uh, another play by play guy, laddie. If you've ever heard him, have you ever listened to a game of Vin Scully? Okay, so that's another one you could listen. Vin Scully did Dodgers play by play for. Well, he was in Brooklyn before they moved to L.A., but he would do the games, and he had a color guy for a lot of the time, but at the end of his career, he did color by himself, 
play by play by himself. He just did the whole game. And people would just they would just sit and listen to him because he was that good. So really? if you if you look at play by play guys in all of sports, so all four sports I mean all of Canada goes, Well, I love Bob Cole and I love this guy. I don't know if there's a guy in Czech that was one of the best play by play guys or whatever. I usually mute them. <laughs> yeah. Um but Vin Scully, out of all four sports, you could ask a hockey guy who's the best play-by-play guy ever. They'll say Vin Scully. Ask a basketball game guy. Well, they might say Chick Hearn from. It's kind of hard, no? Like talking the whole game, but by that's yourself. what. But Vin Scully, that's how he could talk about anything during a broadcast. And he Did would he just, talk at home to his wife, or just he I was think like, he was done. <laughs> he was done. He was like, okay, honey, I'm done. So that's why we all want this job. You don't have. You get home, you don't have to talk yeah, to the wife, right? Beautiful. <laughs> well, they they like to talk, so maybe give them something to talk about. And yeah, um, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. There it is. Hey, well, how about this? This comes from Googie. Laddie seems really intrigued about Ken Lacusta. How about a possible guest suggestion? for a Thursday down the line. I'll Please, bet yes. Kenny will come in studio. How about that? If you got Kenny in here, you could meet him. I, it would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, so Kenny got into some serious tilts. I mean, uh, I believe he was not knocked down by Muhammad Ali. I got to check this. I, I used to know so much about Kenny, but they all kind of, all his fights sort of kind of meld together. Again, well, Foreman. It's been a while, but, well, but he fought some... <laughs> There's another story. Excellent we, boxers. He actually went out when I was working uh, at Global and TV. Uh, he went out to Vancouver for a boxing conference, and they got they had all the good video. Like we don't have that video here because yeah. it happened so long ago. Anyway, the guys out in Vancouver did a story on Kenny. It was just amazing. All the fact the, the guys that he did, you know, uh, fought right, these big right. names and things yeah. like that. Um, Is he a big 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 guy? Yeah, he's a big guy. He's a he, he was, was a heavyweight. heavyweight. Yeah, yeah, he was a heavyweight and. Uh, um, he's done lots for, for Edmonton and boxing. You know, he's been one of the go-to guys uh, for sure. Mm. Uh, just a couple of minutes left with Laddie. Uh, what's your take on the game tonight uh, with the ceremony before and uh, what the Oilers need to do to, I guess, start turning the ship around? Well, we mentioned a lot of things. Well, first of all, the ceremony is great. Great honoring to two really, really good players. Uh, as Spec mentioned, you know, probably not Hall of Hockey Hall of Fame caliber. Yeah. I think Doug Wade down, down the road. It's, Doug, it's a borderline. I, well, I'd, I'd say borderline. He had over 1,000 points. Mm-hmm. Just you you need to check all these criteria now, like Stanley Cup. Like I, what about I don't in, international, you know? Yeah, I, I don't necessarily agree with all of that, yeah. but but he, I think he would be borderline Hockey Hall of Fame, no? I think For he's me. in. I, the, the two that I look at, okay, so you got the Stanley Cup. You got the World Cup, which was a big deal yeah. back in the nineties, yeah. and then American-born player. Yeah, I like for me, he could get in, but there is there is other big names who are not in. So there's a lot, yeah. <laughs> lots, but I mean, uh, but great, great, uh, you know, on 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 the Oilers that they recognize the the former players, great mm-hmm. players, you know, and like I mentioned, Charlie Huddy too. Great, great guy, great player. Besides the uh, unwritten yeah. rule. <laughs> Besides the unwritten rule. What did, was, you, what did you learn coach. from Charlie? Yeah, He was a great coach to me, you know, great person. Um, yeah, so that that's awesome. It's going to take some time, but Speck also mentioned, it. Is it going to help or hurt? I don't think neither. It's... Uh, the Oilers have to be ready to go 
Mm-hmm. We talk about the Rangers. They have a well-balanced, deep team, great defense, you know, great goaltending, really good uh, forward group. Uh, you know, my son is excited to see Adam Fox live. Oh, really? But yeah, he's, yeah, he likes him. I, I like Adam Fox. I think he's one of the smartest <laughs> players out there, one of the best defensemen in my books, probably top five every year. Is he your, your son's favorite player? No, Sidney Crosby is. Oh, Sidney Crosby is, and uh, some like weirdly starts men- mentioning Wayne Gretzky all the time. I wow. don't know. Well, Nothing ob- wrong with that. Oh uh, yeah, uh, obviously yeah. Wayne yeah. Gretzky, but like he's eight, so I'm like, where do you? That's good you, though. Yeah, that's good. So if I could ever meet again uh, Wayne Gretzky yeah. <coughs> with my son, by oh, <coughs> I'm sure be, that will happen. I'm yeah, sure I, that I will hope happen. so. Yeah. But back to the uh, Oilers. We, we talk so much, it comes down to, you can play whatever system, it, you know, it's, it's all this, you know, similar things. Work ethic, attention to detail, awareness. But for me, the biggest thing is work ethic, mm-hmm. you know? And if, if you know, I, I know they're missing McDavid, but yeah. if they can match the other team's work ethic, there is not too many teams who can outplay them. Right. You know, and in and, and this league. And I know it, it sucks, McDavid's not gonna be there, but, the team the, again. Another another saying is the team is not a, about one player. Usually, it's a team team game, mm-hmm. and some probably some fans will disagree. You know, McDavid obviously one of the best ever, yeah. maybe the best best, but it's not about the one player. And and sometimes it brings the group closer together when they have to some other guys step up. And I know it didn't happen in uh, in Minnesota, but hopefully today today is the day. I'm firm believer. I want to be positive and. You know, I, I wish them good luck. I'll okay. be cheering loud. That sounds good. Uh, Laddie, thanks for coming in. We'll see you next week. Yeah, thank um, you. But hockey today first? Yes. Yes, well, shinny first. Shinny. Shinny, shinny yeah. first. You call yeah, it shinny. Yeah. yeah, you call it shinny. Yeah. Uh, we will see you maybe down at the rink tonight. Who knows? Yeah, it would be a it would be a pleasure. It would be a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a pleasure. All right, uh, thanks, Laddie. At the top of the hour, Kelly Buckberger coming in. So, oh, I yeah. miss Kelly. Yeah, well, Great guy. Bucky Great will guy. yes, Bucky will be uh, coming in at the one top. of a kind. Yes, one he's of a one of a kind. I've known Kelly Buckberger for uh, forty some years. Oh, he's from Langenberg. Oh, okay. You know. well, what a tree then. Hey? Yes, what a exactly. tree. He's in a great shape. Oh, yeah. <laughs> great shape. Great shape. <laughs> he could still play. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's coming up at the top of the hour. Before that, a sports update with the Duke.